Hello, my name is Charles Kojo Van Dyke. I am the host of Alternative Convos. Alternative Convos is a discussion show at the intersection between social cohesion and social change in Africa. It is an alternative platform, a safe space for alternative views. Today's guest is Melissa G.C. Simo. Uh, Melissa is a Cameroonian-born international development professional. She's passionate about impact and big data and inclusion. Now, Melissa has had stints at the local youth corner in Cameroon, the United Network of Young Peace Builders, and it's a pleasure for me to say this, she's now working with me and other colleagues at Waxi. So today's discussion point is reimagining, redefining, and resetting. How can civil society elevate as a force for change in Africa in these turbulent times? So Melissa, you're welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much, Charles. It's such a pleasure to be here and just talk about what um, we love talking about civil society. Thank you, thank you too. And so I, I wanted to bring uh, what I call a youthful and emerging voice into this conversation. And so I would love from your perspective as a young person who's entered into this sector by storm, for the lack of a, of a better phrase, how do you see civil society? Do we need to reimagine it? Do we need to redefine it? Or we just need to reset? Very good question, Charles. So um, I would say, uh, as a young person, the way civil society was when I joined civil society and the progression we have seen over the years, coming um, just going over the years, shows continuous evidence of a need for, I would say, maybe redefinition and resetting. I don't know which of them to you, yeah. but I think there's there is a re. Um, that needs to happen, a rebirth of civil society that needs to happen. Uh, when when we joined civil society, I'm not too old, by the way, when we joined civil society, um, it was more about a sector that was involved in making change, social change, um, social justice, you know, just standing, standing for what mm -hmm. is right. Yeah. But over time, we are seeing the progression of civil society being another job sector mm -hmm. where young people are just like, okay, after school, what next? Civil, um, I'm going to work at an NGO, yeah. and and because um, the the way civil society has painted itself, particularly in some very rural environment, they, 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 there's the continuous view of civil society as the rich people, you know. Mm -hmm. So many people, young people now, no longer go because they really want to make a change. Yeah. Um. But they are like it's an avenue for jobs, you mm -hmm. know, and 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 those kind of things. So I think. And that is based mostly of how by by how civil society has branded um, itself yeah. as that's that sector where yeah. there's it's formalizing. It's formalizing, mm. yes. It's no longer there's no or corporatizing. Corporatizing, yes, yes, something like that. So it's a whole other corporate sector mm. in that stuff. Yes. So yeah. I think civil society needs to rethink what are we doing? Yeah. You know, why are we get why are we why are we working? Why are we different from government? How are we different from from businesses, you know, what makes us unique? 
the question of what makes us unique, many civil society has not, uh, many civil societies have not answered that question. Like, mm. what, why are we unique? What are we doing? Mm. You know. Mm -hmm. So yes, I think that there's a need for research. Yeah, excellent. I mean, a lot of people have uh, complained about well, what they deem to be the professionalization of civil society, arguing that our job should be an interesting mixture between vocation and uh, and uh, a typical job. Um, how how then do we as civil society people keep that passion and that vocation element as as we like you say as we seek to reset? <laughs> yes. So basically, I'll say that it's not particular to just um, civil society. Whether civil society, government, business, we all are at some point supposed to um, have a human part to it. Yeah. There's a logical part. Yeah, to it. a heart. There's a heart it's to it. Not just about the head. Not just the head, but mm. there's a heart. So it's not just unique to civil society. Mm. I think civil society has thrived for a long time on the heart part of it. And we are realizing that it's not working anymore. And, and yeah, we're realizing that it's not working anymore. And so there's also like people are like, okay, so what next? Is there is it time for us to now be more logical or more, um, um, you know, is it time for us to have a whole reset on how we are, you know, we are we are approaching the whole issue? But for me, one thing I want to talk about, um, particularly around the way we perceive the work we do. Yeah. Um, is I want to narrow down on something around democracy. Like, yeah. let's talk about democracy in, in, and the way I'll relate it to the question you asked, yeah. the whole democracy. Yeah, the whole idea of a force for change. Force for change. Yeah. So um, I think that civil society um, is based off democracy. Mm. So that's that's one thing. Mm. The people is a variant it's of democracy. Yeah. So you mm. can't you can't actually talk a lot about civil society without talking about democracy. That's one thing that comes in. And if we are talking democracy, we are talking about the will of the people. So you cannot now say that oh we are just going to have you know formalize civil society and have all that and pull out pull away the will because a, a great part of what civil society is is the will of the people. Right. Now, whether or not democracy is um, a for, is, 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 is the way for civil society in this age is a whole other conversation, which I don't, I don't know whether we should dive into that, but, but whether, democracy, whether or not democracy is the way is another question. But then, yes, to your question, I think there is need for balance, whether in the civil society, whether in government, whether in business, there's need for balance. There's a human side to it, and there is the professionalism side to it mm. that we, sh we all should mm. embrace, but we are losing it because, I mean, it's becoming formalized. Yeah. It's becoming, you just take a project, you learn the language, mm. you implement, and it's... It's very mechanical. Very mechanical. Mm. We're not thinking about the fact that we, it's about yeah. people's lives yeah. and everything that everything we, do we do affects yeah. an, uh, a person's life. Yes. I think yes. they are losing that meaning. Yeah. 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 And I think uh, another question I'll be asking myself is what is the origin of civil society to begin with? Where mm. did it start from? Mm. I think as civil society and as a young person, this is these are conversations we should have. Um, why are we not having them? Why are we not having conversations around? Yeah, why, why are we not having these I, kind of conversations? I think, I think uh, civil society is that sector that's taught to correct a lot of ills in society but it's becoming it's becoming the problem it's fighting you know you that, that, that is like deep. it's becoming that the, is deep. the problem that 
we are fighting. I'll give an example. Um, I'll give just random conversations yeah. during some trainings. We are talking a lot about localization and and shift the power. And but we all know that truly there is always going to be a power dynamic when you call when if one person is permanently supplying the funds. Like one person is always going to have the upper hand, mm -hmm. but nobody says it in their room. So basically, when you have resources, you automatically. Have with there's a power dynamic. Yeah, yes, automatically. They Between do. the have and the have. And the have, so there is a power dynamic. Yeah. So, but we keep talking a lot about, oh, there's a power, but we are not addressing the issue and telling uh, um, people in, in we are not telling civil society, listen, try and get your own resources. Try and diversify mm -hmm. your own resources. Mm -hmm. So this, the, the uh, civil society, we are, I feel like we are scared of just saying things as they are because the system um civil society is also becoming very quickly becoming a system of work so for example i know i i know the people who are active for example in civil society That's in nigeria right. mm -hmm. in ghana in rwanda etc so there's a way in which if i come out controversial i'm not going to be the popular one yeah in in yeah. civil society you can be isolated i can be isolated very easily in the civil society sector mm. etc so those are the while in government you hear the dangers maybe in government we'll talk about oh this one was made that because of this in civil society there's also the isolation thing there's the you may not get the backing you know yeah. as you need. the support that the you support need. that you need because again people have to feed their bellies people will not like will not come out and self-preservation yeah self <laughs> will not talk about it yeah and and i think also there's also the way it happens at civil society like many people also there are also some people who don't know what like they don't know the other way they don't know how to think the other way one of the reasons why i'm very excited about this is i think people would listen and think another way like oh i can actually question the status quo because i am actually here to question the status quo right. why do why is it that if i have an idea i need to write down a proposal why can't i record the proposal like why can't i write why is it that if i have to do a report i i can't film it why do i need to write a report like it's like why why so we don't ask the why questions enough it's not only a thing about us developing countries generally we don't question the status quo we are not taught to question the status quo mm -hmm. so it so is this a factor of our education or is it a factor of both our education and socialization? I think it's a factor of both. I think I think to a greater extent socialization has affected our education, the way in which education hmm. uh, happens in hmm. our society. Away from even the classroom, I mean, even the way in local settings, the way education is done is hugely influenced by the way culture is done. And so the way we work is basically influenced by the way hmm. we um I mean, we socialize as a people. Mm. So you realize that areas where there is more, areas where they are more open, you know, do open, I mean, in the mind, yeah. more enlightened, etc. They would definitely do work differently. They would question things. Even if they are not developed as developed as the Western countries, you would see more of, yeah. um, of an open. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I'm just saying, you know, like you said, you're not that young, but you're young. And, <laughs> you know, you, I just want to know, I mean, from I like personal stories. What has been some of your frustrations with the way we work that is preventing us from so-called resetting and elevating? What are some yeah. of those frustrations you've seen? So I think for me, one of the greatest things is that I think um, we don't think enough um, about what we are doing. Mm -hmm. 
That's that's scaving. Yeah. <laughs> but what when you mean we don't think yeah. like, we don't spend enough we don't time investing in investing in, in thinking. In thinking, right? We just run with ideas and that yeah. is what and we just run with ideas. So what's the next thing that is mm. in folk mm. localization? Pure is the right thing. Yeah. Who said localization is the right thing? Who said decolonization? What do we even know about colonization for us to talk about decolonization? Like you. What a question. Like, like so, so you see what mm. I mean? So, like, we, we don't think about what we are saying. We just pick up ideas and we are running with it. That's right. So that's very frustrating as for us, um, for me as a young person, you know. Mm. And then I think the the fact that uh, the civil society sector is a very vibrant and buoyant sector. Yes. So the issue on... There's a lot of diversity, right? There's a lot of diversity. As a young person, mm. there is a certain exuberance that comes with that. So <laughs> yeah. we have, like, like we want that. to do things. Like, we want to get things done. done. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I think there's a frustration within the sector because where you want... That comes with wanting to explore. I want to explore. I want to, you know, I want to... I want to not many organizations give young people the space to express themselves. However, there is evidence especially at the continent of africa that you like, people can do amazing things mm, you know when we look at young africa young africans mm. can can do a lot of things i think of someone like in in, in somalia i think of you at elwan mm. very few people have gotten to the heights where that young lady has, mm. has gotten to but she's african she's young you know so so there's that frustration of we want to express but um we don't actually express but particularly me um as as a data enthusiast I think most of our claims within the sector are not backed by evidence. <laughs> yes. So, but, uh, so they are claims. They are claims. They are <laughs> I claims love that. Here. Okay. And, and because they are claims, you can almost see that they are just wild guesses. So you, there's, no, there's almost no concrete outcome to, to, like you can see from the beginning that this is just another thing. And so the frustration of seeing resources continually just being invested in yeah. and yeah. we we don't even know we don't evaluate we don't we don't evaluate before after nothing we don't we don't so because there's no enough there's not enough use of data and evidence we are not getting the surety we're not sure that the money we are investing you know mm. is actually um getting the fruits that we need and mm. finally this one really hurts me because yeah. <laughs> i think i think Civil society is just doing a lot of things. As I said before, we are we are actually practicing the things we are condemning in so many ways. Sometimes we condemn government. Oh, the government started and is doing, for example, in Ghana, I've heard a lot of conversations that yeah. government is doing free education, etc. It's a waste of resources. Yeah. But we civil society, we get into communities and we do what build a free school. Yeah. A school for free. Yeah. And 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 basically let kids go to school for free. So we, we do the same thing that government is doing. So I'm just like, why are we not doing that? We're criticizing what we are seeing, but we are not doing different, you yeah. know, when we talk about- Maybe with government, they are talking about the implementation bottlenecks. Oh yeah, we bottleneck. But even the concept, like we, we, we criticize not only the implementation, we criticize mm. the ideas. Yeah. Let me change the idea. Let me say cash transfers. If the government does a cash transfer, for yeah. example, yeah. we'll criticize, but when we go for conferences, all the money that we teach out. Don't, <laughs> don't speak loudly. <laughs> like, that is cash transfer. That money is not invested. That money goes into the pots of people. Mm. So you can imagine the number of trainings we have, the, number, the amount of money we teach out. That money could build roads, literally. 
in the in the country but it's going directly into the hands of people so it's not being invested so it's mm -hmm. going directly into their bellies yeah so we are complaining that government gives out money and sometimes we'll say it's a tactic it's a policy that a policy uh, politics tactic but we're doing the same thing yeah so the but some may argue that uh you know, um, the people that are doing the work must also be remunerated. It's a it's a form of incentive. Yeah, it's a form of incentive. Of incentive, but I can also argue that yeah. if you were at your desk at work, you will not be paid for being in that training pool. Mm. Like, but I'm just saying, even if there is, it's a form of remuneration. It should yeah. be moderated because mm. it should be it should be moderated, yeah. right? So yeah. there within was, a certain within reason, within a certain reason, we are mm. not just like a whole another transpired mm. yes mm. so if it's moderated yes of course yeah time and everything coming for these meetings and those kind of things but yes if it's not done to moderation it becomes a tra it cash transfer it has the same effect that it cash transfer mm. so yeah all these things just are frustrations that i think young people have and yeah just enough avenues to communicate to share yeah. to talk about it it's not what we hoped for where we got saying you will change the world you know we still have that thing <laughs> But I mean, I hope you still want to change the world. No, the world will change because of you know, like you know, we'll see. But yeah, there's just that frustration as a young person. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I, I, I can understand that completely. I even uh, looking at myself and how I've formed certain opinions as time has passed by. Some of it quite healthy, some quite disturbing. Mm -hmm. I say, <laughs> you know, out of frustration. But um, I just want to say, you know. For for me, the idea of a force for change, mm. what will it what will it take? What, what, what how should we be positioning civil so society to become that force mm. for that sustainable change that we need? Hmm. That's a very good uh, question. So by default, civil society is um, a force, like by by inception, by the name. The mm. truth is, when you talk of uh, the gen in all its genuineness. When you talk about civil society, people think about the right way of doing things. Right. So, so I think one way that we is we can harness that power or that in that genuineness of civil yeah. society is just going back to what to redefining it again, redefining who we are. Yeah. So if civil society can redefine, if we can come together and say, okay, this is who we are, us together, this is who we are, knowing who we are, and try to propagate communicate who values our That's, values yeah. the values we hold the principles we hold yeah. as civil society that will go a long way um i mean that would counter all the com competition we see in the system because there's all there's a lot of that like yeah, it's yeah, really unhealthy yeah it's unhealthy it's killing us mm -hmm. so going back to the values that make civil society um strong is one way another thing that we're pushing um very hard for is for civil society to know that the times are changing it gone are the days where we will sit and write proposals and wait for money to come to us. You know, yeah. There is potential, uh, there's potential, we have the potential to raise our own money. We have, we, we are looking forward to a day where civil society would have equal, as almost as much money as, as businesses, where civil society will loan money to government. It's very possible that we come out, especially through things like social entrepreneurship, you know, just Impact have investment. investment, those things. So civil society can actually come up with those and 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 come. I, I think in redefining herself, come not as the solicitor, mm -hmm. but just coming as someone who can also finance. I mean, her own ambitions. You know, 
we can we can we can do that. Something. I think civil society can also tap for the resources that we have. We have incredible resources mm. on the on the continent. Let's just talk about Africa. We yeah. have incredible but it's we are not documenting the learnings enough and yeah. we are not learning from what we are what's what, working. What's working enough. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. there is evidence that civil society is relevant. So it's not a question of whether we are relevant or not. Mm -hmm. We are relevant. The mm -hmm. people who have gone before us, the people who made the headlines when civil society was still civil society, what are we learning from them? Where are they? Are we honoring them enough? You know, and and I'll I'll conclude by saying, civil society a good way we civil society can let's say redefine herself is by telling alternative stories. You know? Yeah, tell tell stories of hope. Yeah, when we when you pick an average civil society report, what you see is the deteriorating state of the nations and the, like there's a lot of neg negative negative stories that are just propagated in civil society mm. but maybe we can talk about hope yeah. we can talk about if like we can talk about the the hope that we have as as a body when you look at a proposal it's more about the problems and the problems and there's mm. some opportunities so can we rebrand ourselves as the people like the people that communicate hope this is the work we do, Excellent. you know, and build bridges instead of, you know, yeah, instead of breaking bridges with the other sectors. Can we communicate government as as important, as relevant, yeah. despite its challenges? Can we communicate um, um, private sector as relevant despite its challenges? You know, that would give us the support that we need and it would give more hope to the people we work for. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much, Melissa, for this amazing conversation. Uh, for me, two key words I get from this. Uh, we need to reset, definitely, yeah. uh, but in our own authentic way. Uh, we should be values-driven, uh, and that values-driven should be linked to the fact that we communicate hope. Right? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you for talking to me. Thank you so And much. thank you. I really appreciate it. I wish you all the very best with your work. Thank you.